This is the Heartland Daily Podcast. In a few days, uh, some of the most annoying people on the planet will be flying in their private jets to a party in Dubai. It's the U.N. Climate Change Conference, and one of the big announcements you will hear will be about meat and why you need to eat less of it. H. Sterling Burnett is director of the Center on Climate and Environmental Policy at the Heartland Institute, and he joins us now. Sterling, thanks for coming on the show again. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Uh, So are you going to eat a hamburger tonight, just as, as in defiance of this? Uh, well, I, I had hamburger for lunch. I'm going to be eating leftover turkey tonight. Okay. Uh, both, both of which run afoul of the UN's new climate diktat. Yeah. Well, I, I'm told we're going to be uh, told to curb our excessive appetite for meat to come into compliance with the Paris Climate Agreement. Um, did you get the memo on how much we're going to be allowed to eat now? Is there, how are we going to know? Well, there's a real problem with the whole idea of uh, mandates coming out of the Paris Climate Agreement since the voluntary agreement, and uh, look, the federal government has passed no laws to enforce it. So uh, there are no dictates for our meat. This is uh, this is just one more alarming story, uh, and it's it's actually just based on false data. I mean, it's just it's just based. On falsehoods, they they claim that livestock uh, accounts for uh, that, that you know that that agriculture accounts for some inordinate amount of greenhouse gases, and that's by the way that's that's from the methane from livestock and from you know just growing plants. But the EPA, that's t- just looking at the U.S., whereas John Kerry goes to uh, different meetings and says. Agriculture accounts for 30% of U.S. emissions. That's a lie. I don't know if he pulled it out of you-know-where or he gets it from uh, some environmental group that he's friendly with, but the U.S. EPA tells a different story. It says cattle and beef account for 2% of greenhouse gas emissions, and all livestock account for 4%. That's a far cry from the 30% John Kerry's bemoaning, and it's certainly a far cry from what the U.N. uh, is claiming. Has anybody ever measured the amount of methane coming out of John Kerry? <laughs> Not to my knowledge, <laughs> but they have looked at how much comes out of his private jets when he oh, flies. Yeah, of course, yeah. he, of course, he owns no private jets. That was his wife. Mm-hmm. He just flew in them. Right. And of course, then he sold it. And who did he sell it to? Well, his good friends that own a, a wind and solar power company. So, so wind and solar power are flying uh, around in private jets and leasing them back to their friends like John Kerry. You know, it's really amazing um, when I see, and I've seen it too many times now, uh, that the soundbite, and maybe there are many of them out there, but the one I'm thinking about now where, where he's talking about how we really have to cut back on the, the, this whole agriculture thing, the look on his face, the smug, arrogant, haughty, uh, they they couldn't pick a worse person to be trying to sell this stuff. I don't think he, it just I, 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 whatever he would tell me I, just by looking at him, I'd want to do whatever he says. I want to do the opposite. Well, it's I just say this: 
when I see the people decrying the world's end due to climate change and emissions acting like they believe that, then I'll take it more seriously. As long as they're flying in private jets, as long as 40,000 of them are flying across the world to an oil shakedom for a conference as opposed to just holding it online, uh, eating four-star meals, staying at fancy hotels where they'll be using air conditioning and heating and lighting for these thousands and thousands of people. When they start acting like they really believe this is causing climate change, I'll take it more seriously. Yeah, and they probably, I'm guessing, will be, if you would ask them about that, they would say, well, I have the carbon offsets. I'm, I'm, I've come covered on that. They don't offset their carbon. Those are scams. Those are scams. They've tried to audit these, these so-called carbon offsets, and they find out that they can't track any of it. In the end, you can't offset carbon. What you have to do is reduce production. If that's what you really believe, uh, greenhouse, if you really believe CO2 is causing climate change, you've got to reduce how much you're putting out, not just so-called offsetting it. You know, their offsets are trees. Okay, trees take 100 years to take out the carbon from the private jet. So in the meantime, we're still warming, folks. Uh, it's, it's all lies. In the end, they want poor people to do without, in developing countries, they want pe- poor people to do without energy while they live their high-carbon lifestyles, and they want poor people here to pay reparations to those people while the, while the rich here and there live high-carbon lifestyles. It's the, the whole global warming scam is the greatest transfer of wealth from poor people in developed countries to uh, corrupt elites in developing countries that exist. This, uh, this thing with the meat that's going to be coming out, it's being called the... Global Food Systems Roadmap to 1.5C. What does that mean? Well, they, they, they say they're trying to keep temperatures to less than 1.5 degrees above pre-industrial levels, the, the, the average rise, because they say that's some kind of tipping point. Mm-hmm. But it is no tipping point. In fact, this year we surpassed global average 1.5, and the world didn't end. We're probably going to surpass, we're almost certainly going to surpass 2.0. Who says that? The UN says, based on their calculations, we're headed that way. The world won't end. And in the end, we are not. The government is unwilling to force us to stop eating meat. If Biden passed that diktat tomorrow, he will not be in office next year. Yeah, he knows that. Um, They all know that. But how will... Well, I mean, look what's happening look, look what's happening in Europe. Everywhere they're trying to do this stuff, they're getting kicked out of office. They're mm-hmm. losing by-elections. They're losing... In, in, they did this in, uh, I want to say Sri Lanka, but I don't think that's right. They, they got rid of all artificial fertilizers. Yeah, I think that was Sri Lanka. Yeah, in Sri Lanka, because they wanted to be climate-friendly, mm-hmm. they got rid of all artificial fertilizers. Their food system collapsed in a year. Prices more than doubled. They had riots. The presidential palace was burned, and they reversed course. They're reversing course in Germany. What are they doing? They're burning coal now. The leading uh, climate alarm government is now increasing its coal use. In the Netherlands, farmers rioted and started a new party that now has uh, the the largest single party in Congress. 
or in their parliament, I should say, <laughs> simply because they tried to reduce food emissions by shutting down farms and telling farmers that, you know, generational farmers, they couldn't, they could no longer farm their land. Yeah, they tried to shut down uh, 3,000 farms in the Netherlands. Just like yeah. confiscate, I guess, I don't know how it works. I guess the government just goes and knocks on your door and says, uh, it's a nice piece of property you have here, but you're not going to be uh, not going to be farming anything here anymore. Yeah, well, they offer to, they say they're going to pay them. So what do you pay for somebody who's going to continue living on the land but can't use it? And they say, and by the way, this is interesting. They say, by the way, once we give you this money, you can't move to another European country and start farming. <laughs> like they're going to track them all over the, all over Europe. Of course, that didn't mean they couldn't move to America and start farming mm-hmm. with their with their payout. But the point is, it's ridiculous, and it caused governments to pause. Well, it would do the same thing here if they really, really went went after farmers seriously. I mean, they already have raised fertilizer prices. They've already increased energy prices. They're coming after your appliances with mm-hmm. your uh, gas stoves and your and your water heaters and things like that. This is all happening under Biden. But Biden is a short timer, I suspect, and I don't think it will stand. Remember, Congress has passed resolutions reversing each of the appliance standards. Yeah. And Biden has vetoed it. And mm-hmm. when I say Congress, I mean, yes, the Senate controlled by Democrats, too. Yeah. But Biden the, vetoed it. Yeah. And uh, I saw some things just in the last few days that uh, that were kind of making fun of Fox News and other conservative outlets for getting hysterical over what they perceived to be um, the Democrats coming after their gas stoves. And they're laughing at them, saying they're not coming for your gas stoves, but they are. And they're they're just doing it slowly or trying to by not allowing, for one thing, I guess uh, it's in New York, they're not allowing any new construction after a certain year, coming up here pretty soon, uh, of any homes that are heated or have natural gas, or heated by natural well, that's gas. Happening on the West, that's happening in the West Coast, that's happening in the East Coast. But no, it's the federal government. The federal government, they're not coming after, they've gone after. Mm-hmm. They have passed rules that say, here's your new emission standards for stoves. Guess what stoves can't meet those emission standards? Almost any gas stove, except for the most expensive. So what happens is the global elite, it, it's funny, after they put this in place, then old Kamala Harris tweets out her Thanksgiving photo where she's standing in front of a gas stove cooking, supposedly. Right. Oh, yeah, there's a picture of her. Gas stoves for me, but not for thee. Mm -hmm. Believe me, Gordon Ramsay is still going to be cooking on gas. So (laughs) will all those celebrity chefs that all these wealthy elites in D.C. and outside of D.C. want to eat in. They'll be cooking on gas. It's just average folks that won't have gas stoves because those stoves will be off the market. Well, could this be the year? We're talking to H. Sterling Burnett. He's the director of the Center on Climate and Environmental Policy at the Heartland Institute. Uh, Sterling, could this be the year that uh, they finally come out and demand that we start eating grasshoppers, or are we there yet? I know that they can't uh, enforce it, but they're demanding it. Well, look, in, in it's my understanding that in Australia, and I believe England, they've already incorporated um, uh, some kind of insects into various food products at schools and into pizzas. Unbeknownst, it's just, it's, if you look at the ingredients, you find out. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are having allergic reactions to these things because you know what? 
uh, bugs aren't in general good for us. When we were starving, when we lived in caves, yeah, we took protein where we could get it. But our ancestors fought hard to not have to eat insects. I think they hunted uh, first meat. First they hunted, then they farmed and, and, and raised livestock after they domesticated it. Mm-hmm. Now they want us to go back to that where we're eating insects. And not a lot of, you know, don't get me wrong. I've seen them. I, I have actually seen uh, not convenience stores. Well, I've seen them in convenience stores and packages, but like those, uh, the machines where you get your chips and things out of. Mm-hmm. I've seen some insect stuff in there. My suspicion is they're not big sellers. No, no. Um, is there ever any uh, room for dissent at these conferences like the one they're going to have in Dubai? There will be dissent. Uh, our friends at CFAC will be there representing. Good. They'll be. Uh, they're, they're, oh yeah, sure. They go every year. In but fact, how do they? Year, how are they heard? Do they get to be heard? Do well, they... They're, they, they're not on the main floor. They yeah. have to be on the side. You know, they have to be on the outside. Yeah. There's two big groups. There's the the negotiators and their their allies, and then there's the uh, NGO section, uh, non governmental authorities, and we and 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 our groups have uh, have uh, certifications to be there, and now. We have host we Heartland uh, in the past has hosted conferences running alongside it. Um, we do events. We and our friends at CFAC do events. Do you get dirty uh, looks to from try people? Try and draw attention, and we get some attention. Uh, one year, uh, I think it was in Paris. They put out wanted posters on many of our friends, <laughs> uh, saying wanted for you know basically wanted for climate crimes. Don't so talk to these people, criminals. Yeah. Uh, James Taylor, our president, was on one of the posters. Mark Morano from CFEC was on the posters. You know, and they, and they plashed them all over the place. So uh, we are there. It, it, it would be nice if we were given a hearing on the main floor. It would be nice if they were still open to debating not just the science but mm-hmm. sort of the uh, policies because they've moved on from the science. Uh, they've decided the science is settled, and now we're just talking about how much people have to suffer. Yeah. Well, Joe Biden uh, has been bragging about lowering gas prices. Any surprise there? (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess it's lower than it was uh, eight months into his office, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's come back down because, but not because anything Joe Biden's done. He's still doing everything he can except for two things. He drained our strategic petroleum reserve just before we got into various uh, conflicts internationally. Uh, so leaving us vulnerable if we really get into a shooting war. And now he's allowing oil imports from Iran. He's gone to Venezuela and begged for oil. He's gone to Saudi Arabia and begged for oil. But he won't do leases on public lands here. So is it the oil so from those it, places that have kept at least kept the prices down here? In part. Look, Joe Biden doesn't control all the oil in America. Mm-hmm. Right now... America's oil and gas companies are producing as much as they can from the public leases that they already hold that have been approved, so from existing leases, but also on private and state lands. They are producing more gas on state and private lands now than have ever been produced before. So that's the only thing keeping prices moderately low. If they weren't doing that, the U.S. economy would be in more a greater shambles than it already is in. Well, uh, Sterling, I don't eat red meat, believe it or not. I haven't for about half my life. 
It has nothing to do with yep. the environment. I just stopped eating it a long time ago and never started. But um, I have a hamburger for me tonight. <laughs> well, I'm not. Or a I big steak. Some buffalo or, I might have some buffalo or venison. I'm a hunter. <laughs> well, good for you. Hey, Sterling, always good to have you on. Thanks. Take care, sir. All right, that's Sterling Burnett, and he's director of the Center on Climate and Environmental Policy at the Heartland Institute.